0: So the question is this how can entrepreneurs like us remain profitable while having a lean physique optimal focus and incredible relationships that's the question this podcast will give you the answer my name is nate palmer and welcome to the million dollar body today's podcast is with my friend cody sanchez i met cody at the one life fully lived event in long beach california where she we were both speaking which what I mean by that was she was speaking from the big stage and I was speaking in a very small room in the back. Cody's been a managing director and a partner at Entourage Effect Capital, which is a growth equity firm focused specifically on investing in the legalized cannabis industry. She's the founder of Contrarian Thinking, a weekly email followed by more than a hundred thousand people. She's also the co-founder of Unconventional Acquisitions, which is a firm focused on the business acquisition and teaching others how to do so as well. There's also a course that she's put out by the same name. Prior to, all these accomplishments, she started her career as a journalist, where she won the JFK Award and the Howard Buffett Foundation grant for covering human trafficking. She's a columnist on investing, cannabis, and startups. She's been highlighted on CNBC, Fox, The Today Show, Forbes, Fast Company, Entrepreneur, People in Español, Business Wire, uh, all for her Contrarian Thinking series and her weekly email, which is amazing. You should definitely get into that. Check the show notes for a little bit more information on how you can see that. So without further ado, We're going to jump into the episode, and I really hope you enjoy it as much as I enjoyed speaking with Cody. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Million Dollar Body Podcast, Uh, the intersection of physical and financial success. I'm your host, Nate Palmer. If you're here, it's probably because you're a high performer, entrepreneur, or business owner that is interested in maximizing your physique, your finances, and your family time using fitness and nutrition as force multipliers in your life. If you're not already a part of the Facebook community, definitely go to n8trainingsystems.com group. That's where we stream these podcast episodes every Tuesday. You can join in and ask questions. There's a ton of cool stuff happening in the group, as well as a massive amount of free content and resources. Again, go to n8trainingsystems.com group to join in. Um, if you're already in the group and you're watching it live, super pumped you're here because today I have the honor of talking with Cody Sanchez about creating wealth and kind of a contrarian um, approach to asking questions, living your life, financial success, just all of it. Cody, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it.
1: I'm thrilled to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: So, Cody, you you've done a ton of different things, and I want to ch- chat a little bit about some of the stuff you've uh, like basically been doing more recently. But I don't think it would be like um, fair to to not talk about like um, kind of your background, how you graduated from ASU. You did conflict journalism in in Mexico. And so you're basically like a master of asking good questions and being curious, right?
1: I mean, I don't know if I'd call myself a master, but I sure do like questions. Um, and I think that they're probably the most important thing that I have learned to do in both investing and in, uh, in life. So I, I kind of think if, if you see a good investor, it's usually because they're good at asking the right questions and they don't have any ego about things they don't know.
0: That's that's really important. I feel like you kind of have that, like that Dunning Kruger effect with, you know, especially as you start, like you're like, oh, I I kind of get it. I know how stocks works. I've heard of Bitcoin. You're like, actually, I'm really good at Bitcoin. Did you see it went up to 50,000? Like, that was so I think the, the no ego part's really important. But like, what would you what would you tell someone who's like kind of starting off in investing and doesn't even know the right questions to ask? Can we jump in there?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I've been I've been obsessing about this lately. I mean, we know each other because you're part of contrarian thinking, which is my little brainchild on how to think critically and cash flow unconventionally. And I've been obsessing about this idea that if we each have financial freedom, then we can also have a lot more mental freedom. Because, you know, a lot of times we get scared. Why do we get scared? We don't want to lose our job. We don't want to lose our, our livelihood. We get sort of concerned about, you know. What what are other people going to think? But a lot of it is due to the fact that you know we we don't have true financial freedom, so there are repercussions to the ways that we think. And um, so I've been obsessed with how can we get more people into financial freedom so that we can have better conversations. And I think better conversations lead to better lives. Um, and so you know if I was starting again, some of the stuff that I wish I would have learned early, like the list is only this long, which is if you can't see me, my hands are saying giant. Um, but where I would start is a couple of things. One, I would start if, if, if you have any money whatsoever and you don't start actually with an investment account across multiple different asset classes, then I think you're crazy. So, you know, if I could do it all again, I would go back and I would open an account in Fundrise, which is a real estate um, investment platform. You can invest in properties very cheaply with just a small amount of money. I would invest in, you know, Coinbase. I'd put some money into the cryptocurrencies across the board. Um, I would invest in um, alternative asset classes that weren't just the standard S&P 500. So I would have some exposure to REITs. I would have some exposure to commodities and you can do that by having just an account on Wealthfront, let's say, or Betterment to, you know, um, apps where you can put a very small amount of capital in and have a few different buckets that you invest in. And that way, that's the secret to diversification. So when, you know, the stock market goes like this and like this and like this, theoretically, your assets move at different levels. And so they kind of even out. So when gold's on a huge tear, but energy's way down, you kind of balance in the middle. So I would start there. Then the other thing I think everybody should start doing early is like, you know, if you could house hack as soon as possible, I think that would be great for your long-term financial freedom. For instance, you know, and house hacking, my friend Diego Corso actually does this brilliantly, but essentially it means trying to get enough money to do a down payment on a very small house and rent out the other rooms in the house so that you can enjoy appreciation from the real estate and also some cash flow and live for free. So those were two things where if I could go back, instead of spending what I'd paid on rent in a bunch of different places, I would start to get in the ownership seat, ownership of my house, which is a part asset and ownership in different asset classes to diversify.
0: That's, that's really great. I really appreciate that because especially with uh, some of the tools you gave us like Fundrise and Wealthfront. And I forget what even the third one was, but I'll put those in the show notes after the fact. Perfect. Um, you also mentioned contrarian cash flow, which is something that I'm, I subscribe to. And like, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not a big subscriber. I'm like an unsubscriber. So I, 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 I will read two newsletters. One is yours. The other one is Mark Manson's um, from the everything is fucked, but um, yeah. <laughs> so like, so a couple of things about that. Number one, it's amazing. If you guys ha- aren't already subscribed to this, I'll put the link in here, but you need to be on this newsletter. It's it's incredible. It's one of like, I, I love how you blend like some of your uh, kind of uh, contrarian ideas and like the great questions you're asking with things that you're personally learning. And also like you're seeing in the market, it's just such a unique amalgamation of information delivered in a very easy to to like consume way. You're a great writer also. Oh.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, the goal is, you know, I write, some people process information in different ways. I write largely for myself. So, you know, it's a, it's a noted diary of all the things that I'm doing to learn, to progress and to invest in order to achieve the level of financial freedom I want. And so every time I'm writing, I usually, I send it to my mom and my dad usually, and I'm like, does anything in here not make sense to you? And then I try to make it may be a little bit more mainstream if i can i try to have some humor about it because i think money can be very intimidating to people it was to me you know and it still can be you know and i've been in private equity and 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 alternative assets for a long time and when people start talking about you know oh a full ratchet and then we're gonna do you know a long-term payback on the warrants that are at a two or three x liquidation preference and you know it's still even today i understand those terms but i have to stop and think for a moment so that's okay Um, But the, the beautiful part about finance that people don't talk about is it's all just modeled out. It's none of it is a secret. Everything is a playbook. And that's why we have a playbook in contrarian thinking because you can follow the steps to building wealth. And if you follow the steps, you will achieve wealth. It's not like a startup where you have to guess and there's some magic and there's some sizzle. This stuff is like, if you do these things, you will be worth more at the end of them than you are today, period, end of story. And the problem is, is it's just like, if you do these things, you will be healthy. If you do these things, you will be fit. None of it's a rocket science. It's just, do we do it or not? And how do we change our habits? How do we get the knowledge in order to do it? And at what point does somebody give us the seed that makes us think, oh, I can actually do this thing.
0: I'm so happy you brought in fitness to it because you, you said something earlier about like how, when you don't have money and you don't really understand how wealth works, it's kind of, it can become this obsession, right? It just like lingers in the back of your, your brain. And you think about like all these scarcity things and like, will I have enough money to make rent and will I have enough like X and it just consumes you. Right. And I feel like the same is true with fitness. If you don't have your health, then like, then it's hard to do the important things in life. And I like fitness. I like working out. I know you do too. I see your, I see some of your stories, um, but But it's not the end-all be-all, right? Just like having wealth, it's not the end-all be-all, but it opens you up to be so much more effective and do the things that you're actually great at doing and enjoy doing. So you kind of take away some of those negative things and start living your life on your terms.
1: Yep, I think you nailed it. Yeah, and I think, you know, um, like you said, it can be overwhelming because there's so much information out there. But, you know, there was a great quote, and I can't remember who said it, maybe it was Jordan Peterson, where he basically said, you know, if you do one thing to better something that annoys you every day, um, you know, at the end of a week, a month, a year, you'll find yourself in a much less annoying position. And I'm summarizing (laughs) him uh, as he uses much bigger words than I do, and he's much more verbose. Um, But I think that's true. So if every single day you do one tiny thing to make your finances cleaner, um, you'll be amazed at where you can end up at. And then once you start thinking that way, it all becomes a game. And then, you, and then it starts to get really sexy. And you're like, wait a second. So how do I use the assets from this business to buy this other business to then get a tax cut? So I'm actually not really paying taxes on the transaction. It's all legal. And then I you know sell this business and I put it into this type of asset class. And so that helps me do it from a tax optimized standpoint. Then you can start getting really high level. Uh, But it starts out with uh, putting money in an investment account every single day, and then it scales up to buying and selling businesses and being in the big boys league.
0: So it sounds like, it sounds like number one piece of investment advice. And you hear this a lot of people, but from a lot of people, but like pay yourself first, right? Put money into that investment account so you can actually start building wealth rather than just living day to day.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that and go make a dollar on the internet. Okay. You know, if you can figure out how to make $1 on the internet, because you're going to realize, holy crap, that was super easy. And uh, it's my money is no longer tied to my time. And as soon as you realize that, then you get into the, you can only save so much if you haven't optimized your earning. So first we start saving, we start thinking about that because anybody can do that with where you're at. And then we got to get additional revenue streams on top of what you're doing because you'll never be able to create massive wealth if you don't at least earn enough to get you to a level where compounding can be your best friend.
0: I'm glad you brought that up because literally yesterday in the group, I shared your 28 different ways to make money online post, which I've literally read four or five times. I keep referring back to, it's so awesome. And I, and I love it because it's it's not just like you know what you need to go purchase a, a business and then you need to to invest invest and then you need to I, and like you're not talking at like a really high level above people's heads. You see, I can't even like pretend this stuff. But it's like no, go to the, go here, figure this out, build a logo for someone else, sell your time, figure out figure out a um, a like a a course or something that you can create. Um, I believe you created like a a course or a like a some sort of. Uh, like teach teaching, not newsletter, but just like a single asset that you have been selling. What what was that? And how did you come up with that?
1: Yeah. Well, I have a couple different revenue lines. So if you go to contrarianthinking.substack.com, you can see, I wrote a post and I think if you search on there for um, like this makes 329,000, something like that. Uh, is the name of the blog post. It essentially walks through how I took content and monetized it. And this stuff I nerd out about because I think it's so easy and we're at a point in time where the people who do this stuff now, you're just going to, you're going to have living compound interest, which is like, you're going to be early to creator's economy. And the creator's economy is going to be a really big portion of the future economy. In my my opinion, creator's economy, mean meaning me and you creating things on the internet building an audience and then monetizing that audience. And so the way that I've done that is a couple fold. I have the newsletter. Newsletters has, you know, quite a few subscribers on it that those
0: plus just everyone (laughs) listening.
1: So the, uh, yeah. So the, the (laughs) newsletter, um, that grouping of audience, Um, we first started selling them things through affiliate links. And as opposed to selling somebody else's affiliate link, which is just you get a commission for selling every time somebody buys a product, um, we created our own products. We created on a site called Thinkific, which is a a platform for courses. It's very reasonable in price super easy to maneuver and people have courses on there about everything you know underwater basket weaving you know i don't know cat mittens and then mine which is m a and so the course essentially is a 600 dollars course on how to buy and sell businesses this is for people who want to get out of their w-2 maybe they have a high earning w-2 uh, income or they own a business but they need more revenue in it and they want to grow it faster those are the two people we serve. So $600 course and then a $5,000 mastermind. The mastermind is, um, you know, a group of us that get together and we actually review everybody's deals. So if you're looking to buy a company, we'll sit down and be like, okay, we like this aspect. We don't like this aspect. This is how we negotiate. And so, you know, I thought, well, if I can sell 1% of my audience, these two items and I'm hundred thousand people, this could be a pretty interesting revenue line for me. So I have a couple models that break down in there. You know, I think we'll do, we'll do, you know, about a million dollars in revenue and unconventional acquisitions this year. And then we'll take, this is the secret is what, when you create on the internet, you take the money that you create and you invest it into hard assets because anything that you create on the internet, that's like an educational course has a short lifespan, two to three to maybe five years. It's why you don't see people continuing to sell their same product years after year, after year, like a. You know, even Ty Lopez, who's like a massive marketer, right? He no longer sells his original products. And so you take that money and you use it to buy real estate and you use it to buy land and you use it for all the crazy ideas. That's why I take, I write contrarian thinking because I usually execute on all the ideas I share with people every single month. So that's how you do it. And then we have, we have six revenue lines. So affiliate links to our own products. We have informational products uh, overall. So those are things like little guides or eBooks. We have uh, ads and sponsorships, which I haven't turned on yet, but we could. Um, we have a premium subscription newsletter. Uh, and then we have um, some, uh, what's the fifth one? Uh, oh, merch, like merchandise, swag, stuff like that, that we're gonna sell. I
0: love it. I love, uh, I love the, that you just literally just gave us the secret. There's a, a couple of places I wanted to kind of go from here. Um, you, you mentioned that like, okay, once you have a subscriber base of hundred thousand plus people, now it's all like, now it's just kind of figure out what else you can sell them, rinse and repeat. Now I feel like a lot of people are going to be like, well, I don't have a hundred thousand people, but you literally grew contrarian thinking to over a hundred thousand people subscriber base in less than a year. Is that right? Yeah,
1: that's right. Um, And I have a post there that tells you how to get to your first 10,000 subscribers. I think the first 10,000 subscribers is doable for just about anybody. Um, You will be, and so I, I wrote out for you what I did for my first 30 days. What did I do from zero subscribers, just me and my mom and her PTA friends to, you know, my first 10K and how that happened in the first 30 days. So I would follow that template. And, and a lot of it is just you getting comfortable selling yourself and going out to people and saying, Hey, I created this thing and I'd love you to be a part of it. Would you want to? and doing that in a way online continuously. Um, But but to be fair, you don't need a hundred thousand people to make a hundred thousand dollars on your business. If you have a thousand, that's the thousand true fans that Kevin Kelly and so many others talk about. Um, If you have a thousand fans that are crazy about you, um, you can sell, I mean, just do the math. You know, you can sell them a couple different products worth. $10, $10, you can sell them one product worth $100. I mean, there's a lot of ways to do this. Alternatively, you could have a thousand people on your subscriber list and only have a hundred people that brought your product. But if your product's expensive enough, like Contrarian Thinking's $500, right? To subscribe to Contrarian Cashflow. And so I think we have like 200 members times $500. There you There you have your six figures. So you only, you need much smaller amount than you would anticipate. Where I think most people go wrong is they charge their product, their product is too cheap because they think that they'll get scale, scale's hard to get, and they haven't served their uh, constituents enough and listened to them enough to figure out what they actually want. The entire reason I have a Facebook group for Contrarian Cashflow is basically to ask you guys, is this serving you, is this serving you, is this serving you? you?" Um, And if it's not, how do we make it better?
0: I really, I really like that aspect about I, I, as being subscribed to contrarian cashflow, like I love the, the group and like seeing your, in, your inputs on things and being able to like have a way to be like, here's what I liked. And here's what I need help with. I think that's huge. Good. Uh, one thing that I, I wanted to kind of come back to was just your like unconventional acquisitions. And one of the things you talked about in like a previous newsletter was um, buying land close by to national parks and then using it as airbnbs and i just thought this was so like so awesome because i love national parks i love hiking i love like backpacking and stuff and so i always want to be doing more things like that so buying like another single family home and like and renting it out doesn't really feel like it sparks joy yeah but but figuring out those those intersections of like cash flow and also things that i like um i think is is so huge for creating wealth and having fun doing it. Like you said, it becomes a game, right? A
1: hundred percent. I mean, and that's such a great niche because, you know, there's so many ways you can monetize that space. So if you're into camping and gear and, you know, being outdoors, the way that I monetized it is you can buy land by national parks for anywhere from, I think the cheapest I saw was about $8,000 for an acre all the way up to, you know, surely you can pay like 500, $600,000 for an acre. And so uh, I ended up buying a, a, Grouping of a piece of land, of, of land that was about $12,000 I think um, for three or four acres. And, um, and I just interviewed a group of people that had done this where they've essentially just put camping sites on there. So, so nothing, no facilities, no uh, hookups, no tents, you just go and camp on the land. You have to have enough land per campers. It has to be zoned correctly. So there are some nuances, but you can essentially go and buy land and then allow campers to camp on it, do it through hip camp or Airbnb. And then you take those campsites, sell them for anywhere from 25 to $50 a night. uh, And you'll be surprised people absolutely pay for this. And there you have a cash flowing asset that really breaks even sometimes within the first three to six months uh, or even a year. And, um, you know, that part I think is interesting and it's not that high dollar of an amount, but on top of it, what I would do if I was more serious about this and maybe we'll play around with it so other people can learn is I would take that campsite and I would put it online and I would market it beautiful webs, you know, beautiful photos, people enjoying it, you know, they're in their bathing suits or whatever at the campsite. And then I would probably add onto that some affiliate links. So. You know, here's the gear that you need to come to the website. Here's like some guided tours. And every time somebody clicked on any of those, I would get compensated on them. And then I might layer on top of it, my own product. So, oh, if you're coming to the campsite and you want our preparatory kit beforehand, here's like, uh, you know, we put this together, we can ship it out to you. And I'd use a third party fulfillment person to do it. So there's so many ways to monetize your interest with the internet without you having to be an expert on anything.
0: And it sounds like you are, are, are kind of an expert at getting the right people in the right seats. Like, I know you talked about, like, you're not out there, like introducing people to the campsite and being like, here you go. And here's where you you use the (laughs) bathroom and stuff like that. You got like, you have people for all these, all these tasks as well. So I think that like a lot of what you're talking about is, is also getting the right people on your teams. And I know that's like, that's a big part of your, like, when you're talking about acquiring businesses or, you know, like buying new, buying new assets is making sure that you have, the uh, a great person to run the business and also like you have the other like the right people to market the business and grow the business so you like so anything you're a part of is can almost be guaranteed to be successful that's probably overstating it
1: yeah yeah i mean there's always pivots but i think the biggest thing is just um you know my friends always joke like you know be careful hanging out with cody too much because she'll put you to work which is true so i end up hiring a lot of my friends because it's the devil i know right i I've known them for a lot of years. I know what they're good, bad at, and otherwise, and I can be very rational about that. Yeah, um, so I have hired a lot of friends, um, and a lot of these things are part-time endeavors. So for my friends who maybe never wanna be like me, they don't wanna run 57 businesses. They don't wanna have you know all of these roles and responsibilities, but they might like be cool with managing the Airbnb of a, of a campsite, and that might give them some additional income, and you know, then they manage my property for me. So I try to do that a lot. And, um, and I do think it's, you know, a lot of the biggest mistake I made early on as an entrepreneur, was doing it all myself. And I'm not good at everything. Like I'm actually, I would be a terrible Airbnb host. I like, I don't want to deal with all the organization. I don't want to deal with logistics, like nightmare. But there is somebody for which that is great. And they don't have you know they don't they're not interested in like marketing it making it beautiful putting down the money and the down payment so there are people all around and i collect them and i think you should in your life too like look at the people who are around you who's good at who's so organized that like when they meet you and your wallet's a mess like they're like oh give me that and let me like reorganize that for you that's embarrassing like that's a mental note you should take and be like okay i want this person for something else and who's the guy who like you always buy stuff after you talk to him because he like knows all the gear. And he's like, oh, you gotta buy this. And, you got, and he's like a proselytizer. Okay, great, that's your salesperson. You should insert him somewhere else. And so everybody I see, I'm kind of like looking at where are their strengths and how can I use them?
0: That's, that's very cool. And I, I like that you said that like, you know you, don't, you are not the one, the person who wants to be like refilling the, the water bottles at the Airbnb, but you're doing that kind of the, the bigger picture things. I also I also like that just like, it seems like a shift in mentality, right? Once you get to this point where it's like you start thinking a little bit differently about who you're hanging out with and what are the opportunities around here. And like rather than seeing like just like I feel like it's almost like if you're in the matrix, you know, you know that one scene where Neo starts seeing like the like the like the symbols coming down where you kind of see through things and you're like, well, actually, if I take this over here, we move it here, we get this person involved, and you start seeing the opportunities here. And I feel like there's a kind of a crossover between that and fitness too, where you're like you just start thinking about. Movement and food differently. You start thinking about businesses and money and organizations differently. Any, any, yep. like, has there been like a moment in your life where you're like, "I'm getting it. I'm seeing. I'm seeing the matrix."
1: Yeah, it's so. It's like it's funny because when you sell things, they tell you that you should be very explicit about it. So, like with contrarian thinking, they'll say, "You know, tell people it's like how to make a hundred thousand dollars in passive income in a year, right?" Because we can understand that. And, and I've always pushed back against that and said, no, I'm not going to tell you how to make $100,000 in passive income in a year. I'm going to teach you how to think differently. And it's going to have ripples on your life that you won't even be able to imagine until you're already in. And, and that is exactly what you're talking about. It's a, there's some of it that's a recency bias, which is you know whatever you feed your brain is what you see more of. Um, and so, you know, it's the same thing for buying businesses. I joke that everybody should go through our unconventional acquisitions course, even if they don't want to buy a business, because once you have, once you see what it means to be a deal maker, you will never take a job again and not negotiate your salary and you will know how to negotiate. Your salary or every contract you take with a client in a way that you never knew before, and every time you walk into a business, you're going to be like, "Oh god, they should totally have the placement over there." And like, "What happened with this guy?" And oh, if they added this, this would be this. And so it is like when you buy a new car and you've been like excited about the new car forever, and you know you see a Porsche everywhere now as soon as you bought the car, like that is the same thing that happens with when you understand how to make money and when you understand how to do a deal. So I think you've nailed it. But the beautiful key is all you really have to do, the only thing you have to do, one thing, that's it. And that is read and learn as much about this type of stuff as possible. And you will not be able to stop your brain from making you a deal maker and from making you financially free if you consume this type of content all the time. I've never seen somebody consume this type of stuff all the time and take some action on it. You know, you can't just read about working out. You've also got to do the thing. Um, But if you do those two things, like you just won't be able to be stopped.
0: Yeah, I love that, especially the like the emphasis on on just just inundating yourself with that information, you know, because like you said, it's like there's a recency bias, but you're also kind of a, like attenuating your brain to look for opportunities and examples of like places where you can put those pl- like things into action. I've used that same example before, but I don't talk about Porsches. I kind of talk about this burnt orange Honda Fit that I have sitting in front of my house. Yeah. I see them everywhere. They, I, they I live in a world of Honda Fits. <laughs>
1: I, I don't see those everywhere, so yes, that's exactly right. You
0: no, know I'll send you a picture, and then soon. Uh,
1: perfect, I love it.
0: So, it, like again, I just want to kind of like um, talk about your about the uh, contrarian thinking newsletter. So, if you go to contrarianthinking.substack.com, you can you can um, get get like up on this on this newsletter. It comes out every two weeks, every one week, every week, every week, yeah. And mm-hmm. it's just like it's an incredible place to. Just think differently. Learn about things that you that maybe like outside of your scope or outside of your current knowledge base. But everything, every time you you read that article, you push look through that, you think about it, you have that conversation, you're further like reinforcing that this is the direction that your brain is headed in. So got you if you're not on that, you gotta get on the you gotta get on the newsletter.
1: Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I'm glad it's serving you.
0: Yeah, thank you. Thank you for putting it out. Can you can you talk a little bit about like this? Is kind of a broad question, but like how are you so good at, um, like writing stuff that resonates with people and that like that, that like that was able enabled you to build a subscriber base of 100k plus in a year? Like, like, yeah. like hypothetically, let's say that I also have a like a, a like a weekly email that goes out, and is not yet 100k subscribers. Like, where yeah. do you hypothetically just what so do you where start? do you, yeah. yeah where do you start?
1: Um, well, I think the most important thing is if like. I don't know, maybe the skill is just as high up there as learning about financial freedom, which is copywriting. Um, And I think the best way to learn copywriting is again, to just read good copywriters. So I consider myself a copywriter and a journalist. I was a journalist for a long time. And everything that I write tends to have narrative in it. um, And that's really important. There's two things people usually do wrong in writing. One, they forget that writing is just like a YouTube video. You have 2.5 seconds to grab people's attention. I still don't pay enough attention to subject lines. Subject lines are critical. You have to mess with them, mess with them, mess with them, and then finally choose one. The second thing that you have to do is you have to snag people in those first sort of, you know, 30 seconds with something contrarian, aggressive, engaging, a personal story. Um, something that makes you leap off the page. And I think about it just like a novel. You know, it's like the first page, you know, it's like the first line of a novel where it's like, uh, you know, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times. You're like, oh, I'm gonna remember that. Or, um, you know, and this was the moment that I died. And you're like, oh fuck, I'm gonna, I gotta read the rest of that. Like what, what, ha- she's dead? Like what's it now, she's talking to us. So like get, capturing them up front and thinking about it just like a novel. Every time we put together content, I tell my team, Think like Disney. I know we're talking about finance. I know we're talking about NFTs or cryptocurrency or whatever the case is, but think about entertaining humans because when we are entertained, we learn more. Why do we remember the Bible? We remember the Bible because it's narrative and it's engaging and it's wrapped in story and it's there's some parts that are crazy. And so you're like, wait a second. So God came down on high and he told them to murder his son on an altar. Like, I to see how this story ends, right? And then you learn- yeah exactly exactly and then you learn through parable so that would be first and i would say like i think you can follow contrarian thinking to get good copywriting i love the hustle and trend trends doesn't have as much of the copywriting but the hustle has copywriting that's well done um i think anthony pompliano from pomp does a good time on complex subjects but good copywriting um And who else? And I also think there's another one called Grit Capital. Um, She talks a lot about finance, relatively high level ish, but engaging uh, content. So read a bunch of the good copywriters and then start, you know, mimicry is the best form of flattery. So start mimicking until you find your own voice. And last thing I'd say, I guess, is have an archetype. Like when I go to write for contrarian thinking, there's a Cody I have in my head that's writing this. She's like snarky. She's kind of sarcastic. She's into free markets. She's going to piss off a few people. Like I I want a few lines in there that are going to stir people up every single time. And then when I go to write for my, you know, investment business, she doesn't sound like that. She's very polished. She doesn't have as much opinion. There's a lot more fact, and maybe there's some beautifully eloquent lines in it, but they're they're not edgy. And so whatever your archetype is, sort of put that hat on and think about like, who am I and who am I serving when I'm writing?
0: I like the idea of like, rather than like thinking about, like so I've heard the, the, like the advice, pick one person and write to them. But I like the idea of kind of like stepping into different roles and being like, right now, like going to war. I'm going to, this, this email is entitled from murder to money, which I'm just going to steal <laughs> that. I don't know how I'm going to work yeah, it into totally. fitness. Yeah. That, that was one from uh, a couple of weeks ago that I really liked
1: so good yeah I think that's a good way to think about it though is like what what actor what part am I playing as I'm writing some of this Mm -hmm. and what would this person do in this moment Um, and it's a way to also give yourself some you know for people who writing freaks them out that's fine play a part instead then then if Mm -hmm. people don't like your words it's not that they don't like you they just your character wasn't fully developed so develop the character more
0: Cody, thank you so much for spending some time with us, dropping some wisdom. Um, obviously, like I want, I want to ask you like five hundred more questions. So, I gotta like, but I gotta, I gotta wrap it up. I want to be cognizant of your time before you go, though. Could you give us maybe just like, w- like point us in the right direction? Like, what's one of your favorite ideas um, or favorite like ways of earning unconventionally right now?
1: Yeah, um, you know, this is bizarre, but. Um, I'm really, for an easy one, for one that you don't need to spend any time on, I really like the idea of staking on cryptocurrency. So essentially this is something I'm still new to and I don't speculate on the price of crypto assets because I think that's really difficult to do. But if, essentially if you open a Gemini account, you can invest in a large uh, number of different cryptocurrencies. You, typically, I like to invest in ones that are relatively established and have a big, pretty big float, aka there's a lot of uh, crypto assets out there. This isn't new. And, and you can even just do it with something like Ethereum, which is pretty well known. And you can buy the crypto asset on Gemini, and then you can stake it, which just essentially means that you are allowed to start earning interest on your uh, investment into whatever cryptocurrency it is. The crazy part though, is that they pay rates of anywhere from five to 7%. So in a world that is all zero, five to 7% is a lot. Now the, the one flip side to that is it locks you up a little bit. So in order to sell, you have to wait like a day or two on Gemini. But for instance, there's so many retail investors on Coinbase that in order to be able to stake your Ethereum assets or whatever you want, you, you have to join a wait list. There's a wait list of people that want them. But since Gemini is not as highly traded, you can stake on Gemini. And so I love that, I like cash flowing. So I have, you know, assets there and whatever cryptocurrency does, whatever it does, uh, but they continue to pay me out a percent interest and it fluctuates based on the demand because it's all it is, is they're taking my Ethereum and lending it to somebody else and charging somebody else more than the 7% they're giving me. And That's what what happens when your money sits at a bank is they charge, you know, they give you some interest rate for somebody else to resell it. It's the exact same thing. Dang, just like
0: that alone, worth the price of admission. Thank you so much, Cody. You're the best. So pumped to chat with you today. Hope you have a really great rest of your day. We'll talk to you soon.
1: Right back at you. Thanks for having me.